Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Friday. Just like we've been talking about this week, about the end times, about Jesus coming again, and that we need to be ready because we don't know the day or the hour. And we'll hear about that again today with the parable of the talents. Now, before we dive into this parable, I'd like to point out that the NIV the New International Version of the Bible, they translate talents as bags of gold. And I think that's a great way for us to visualize it because today the word talent probably doesn't have a whole lot of meaning. Back then, a talent was about 20 years worth of wages for your typical laborer. 20 years. That is a lot of money. So that's why I love how the NIV refers to a talent as a bag of gold. So every time you hear that word, that's what I want you to picture. A bag of gold, a lot, a lot of money. So let's dive right in today. We are in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, and I'm reading from the ESV. For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. Now, what does Jesus mean by it here? Now, if we look back, the parable right before this, Jesus said, then the kingdom of heaven will be like. So I would venture to say that's what he's talking about here as well. For the kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, five bags of gold. So we're looking at five 20 years of wages. So what is that? Like a hundred years of wages? So an incredible amount of money. To one he gave five talents, to another two. So we're looking at two bags of gold, two times 20 years wages, so 40 years wages, still an incredible amount of money, and to another one. One bag of gold, one talent, meaning 20 years of wages. To each according to his ability. And then he went away. He who had received the five talents, the five bags of gold, went at once and traded with them and he made five talents more. He doubled what the master left. That's pretty good business work if you ask me. (laughs) So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. Again, doubling what they are putting out there making back. They doubled the master's property. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents, the five bags of gold, came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. 
And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. I find it so amazing that he says this here because he's the one who's dealing with the most money. A hundred years of wages was in his control. And he calls that a little. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. One thing that stands out to me, my two cents as I read this, is that the master assigned the bags of gold, the talents, based on their ability. So one had five and one had two. And both of those, five and two, doubled what they were given. They were great stewards and they doubled the resources they were given. And the master praises them both equally. Even though the one with five bags made five bags, five talents more, compared to only two talents more from the other servant. But the master praises them both equally. They both grew. They both doubled what they had, even though what they were left with was different. But the master didn't praise them according to how much they brought in, but according to how much they grew. And I just love that because isn't that reassuring that we don't all have to be equal. We just all have to be growing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I scatter no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So as we look at the kingdom of heaven, as we look at Jesus coming again, the master is coming. How are you stewarding the resources he has given you? 
let us grow and invest what we have, be that time or resources or gifts and talents that God has given us. Let us invest that, use that so that it can grow. Not letting insecurities or fears or even doubts about God's character get in the way. We see here that the last servant, the one who buried the talents, he said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, so I was afraid. He blames the master for his own laziness or his own choice not to do anything with what he was given. How often do we doubt God's character? Saying, God, I would do this, but I don't know that you would actually show up for me. I don't know that you're loving enough to provide for me. I don't know that you're strong enough to do this thing. I don't trust you enough to follow your call. Let's not let insecurities, fears, or doubts, or even laziness get in the way of growing, of investing in ourselves and being prepared when the master comes back because he is coming. I'll see you tomorrow morning. I am so proud of you for starting with scripture. You can also visit hesedheart.com for even more resources, including faith-based yoga and Bible-based meditations.